All righty. What a day. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let's close our eyes. Jesus, thank you. Holy Spirit, we love you so much. We love you so much. I just thank you for your heart for each and every one of us, your deep compassion and your love for us, Jesus. I thank you that you have the best plans for us. And right now, I just pray that every heart would be opened and softened to receive what you have because you have perfect gifts for us. You have good gifts for us, Jesus. And so we just, we soften our hearts to receive from you right now. In your beautiful name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I left my phone over here, so I'm going to grab it just in case I need it. Sometimes it's faster at finding verses than I am. The Bible app on your phone can be very helpful. All right. So today we have so many things to celebrate. I just started thinking about what the Lord's doing And there are so many things to be excited about, to celebrate. And so I want to make sure as a church body, we're aware of what's going on. Because sometimes, I mean, we're blessed that in our, and you're totally good whenever, Jared, thank you. Um, We have pastoral meetings every Monday, and we'll just get to share different things that are going on. And then we have our staff meetings. And one of our big things that we do is we always start off with sharing testimonies. But not everyone always gets to hear that here. A lot of you don't get to hear all the different things that are going on. So prepare yourselves today to hear a lot of testimonies. How does that sound? Would you like to be filled in on just lots of different things that the Lord is doing and to just get to celebrate together as a church body? Okay, wonderful. Well, first of all, let's go to Psalms 100. Bless my husband. I was running out of time, and I typically will get little papers to write my verses up top so it helps me find it faster, because sometimes when you're up here, you get flustered trying to find something that should be really easy, and he did it, and I'm very thankful. Thank you. All right, Psalms 100. Shout with joy to the Lord all the earth. Shout with joy. (laughs) There we go. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He's God and he's good. Very interchangeable. There we go. Acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Other versions say, bless him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, and his unfailing love continues forever, and his faithfulness continues to each generation. What continues to each generation? His faithfulness, and his love endures forever. So right now, wash yourself with that truth, that his faithfulness endures to every generation, every child to come. Sometimes we speak really difficult things over the coming generation. I'm so sorry for you. You guys have it so hard. But guess what? God's faithfulness is promised to them. He has wired them for victory. He has wired them for revival. So let's prophesy destiny over them and say, Woo! God's going to be faithful to you. He's going to move through you. His mercies are new for you. So right now, just let that wash over you. 
Maybe renew your mind a little bit to the truth that God really cares for Gen Z. God really cares for the the babies, and he is going to be faithful to them. All right, Ephesians. I feel like I always have to go to Ephesians because it's that good. Ephesians 1. Miss Hannah is so on it up there. Just a little shout out for our youth. Hannah is up there. She's one of our youth representing. We also have youth that go on cameras every week. We love our youth, and we love what God's doing in them, and we love the way they serve. It's so beautiful. All right. Verse 3. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. How many blessings? Every blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with even before he made the world God loved us and he chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ this is what he wanted to do He didn't have to do it. He didn't twist his arm, so he had to. He wanted to do it, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace that he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Be blessed with that. Meditate on that. That should encourage you. Do you feel encouraged already? We can go home. All right, Ephesians 2 verse 4, just to really sink it in. But God is so rich in mercy. Actually, let's just go to verse 1 there. It helps us realize what he really did. Once you were dead because of your many sins and your disobediences, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. Here it comes. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that he loved me. Say, he loved me. So much that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he, yeah, it's good news. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ, and he seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Why is it? Because we're united with Christ Jesus. Nothing on our own works. All his grace. All because of Jesus. Because we're united in Jesus. We've been chosen to be in Jesus. 
God saved us through Jesus. That's why we have full access. We get to come boldly before him. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all that he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. We get to be examples of his kindness and grace all of our days, all throughout eternity. God saved you by his grace when you believed. Do you believe? Come on. And you can't take credit for this because it's a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward. It's not a what? It is not a reward for the good things you have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he had planned for us long ago. So first of all, none of us can boast. It's all a gift. We make our boast in the Lord. You didn't do anything to earn it. You believed and you received, correct? Whoo! So I am a beautiful example of his grace and kindness because I didn't do anything. It was him. He chose me. I believed and I received it. Is that the story for anyone else? You get to be an example of his kindness. He loves you and he chose you. Whew. All right, Psalms 34. We got a lot of Bible. We're going to hop through it. We might skip a few things, but that's okay. Psalm 34, 1 through 8. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak his praises. I will boast only in the Lord. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness. Let us exalt his name together. I prayed to the Lord, and he answered me, and he freed me from all my fears. Those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. Do you look to him for help? You will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened, and he saved me from all of my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard, and he surrounds and defends all who fear him. He doesn't just surround you, he defends you. He fights for you. Do you believe that? If you believe it to be true, then you'll have faith, and you'll have an expectation that he's going to defend you. Do you believe he's going to defend you? Good. That's good. You're going to walk in life with victory knowing, hey, God's for me. He defends me. He surrounds me. Because a lot of the time, these are things to be aware of. Because I've had to have a lot of truth rewired in my brain where sometimes we start accidentally believing these lies. And all of a sudden we're like, if I don't like really get into the throne room instantly, start praying right now, I better do a lot or else these battles are going to get bad. Have you felt that way? And then we almost have this faith and this expectation that if I don't do all this stuff, God will not defend me. And so 
in this, is it very important that we pray? Is it very important that we seek him? Yes. Is there spiritual warfare in believing in his goodness and believing in the fact that he's a loving father who promises to defend me if I fear him, if I lift him up, exalt him as Lord? And Steve Backlund talks about this so, so much of taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And sometimes we got to remind ourselves to the truth. Like there are these little lies that try to sneak in and we don't even realize it. You know, the little foxes that try to spoil the vineyard. And one of those, even if we think about the words that we speak, because there's power of life and death in the tongue, right? Those who love it will eat its fruit. That's Proverbs 18, 21. But one of the things, let's just be aware. So often we speak, like I said, for the younger generation. Oh, so glad I'm not a kid now. I am so glad I'm not born now. That would be so hard. I'm so glad I don't have to be like Hattie and be in college right now where there are these crazy liberal agendas. And it's true. She goes to a liberal college. Lord bless her. Protect her. He will. He chose you. He's got you. You go and you carry his presence. But we, we speak these things. And then what we're believing is it's hard. It's hard. Oh, man, those college campuses, they're hard for the gospel. Or, oh, God, it's just, it's so rough right now. It's so rough right now. And we're leaning in with expectation that things are going to get bad versus the reality of, am I called to speak life? So I'm saying this because I had to wash myself of a lot of lies that I, that I let kind of creep in, especially over the last two years. There are a lot of lies that tried to creep in. That had some fear agendas to them. And I had to be like, Jesus, thank you for washing me. Because I started losing some hope. You know, I started losing some peace. I started feeling like, God, I need to do a lot more things. I don't have peace right now. What's happening? And then I started addressing Wendy Backlund. She shares this a lot. She says, your feelings, um, they, don't, they, don't dictate tr- they don't dictate truth but they do reveal what we believe to be true. And so I had to be like, okay, Lord, <laughs> I got some different feelings going on. What am I believing to be true right now? And some of it was, Lord, I believe that it's really hard right now. I believe that the spiritual warfare is worse than it's ever been. I believe, I started believing all these things versus battling it with the truth of, wow, the Lord will defend me And he doesn't just protect me, but he defends me. The Lord's for me. The Lord chose me. He's filled me with the power of the Holy Spirit. I actually go and I change atmospheres everywhere I go. I'm called to reconcile people back to Jesus, that the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has never distinguished it. Like I had to all of a sudden renew my mind to so much truth where I was like, ah, I was not filled with hope, and things were getting hard, and the gospel is very simple. You know what Jesus paid for? It's very simple. And so I encourage you right now to be aware, and we're going to have a testimony. This is one of the testimonies first of a similar story of some things where sometimes our feelings will hold us back from our destiny. And then when we let God come in, speak the truth over us, help us realize what lies we've been believing, and then we get to go, no, this is what I declare to be true. We walk in victory. Make sense? Okay, so I encourage you, while this is being shared, let the Lord wash you. 
You know, if all of a sudden one of these lies or a mindset that you might have pops up, then be like, thank you, Jesus, for showing me. We get to repent and we get to declare truth instead. All right? So we say the four R's, repent, receive, rebuke, and replace it with truth. So I have the wonderful privilege of welcoming up one of my dear friends. She's a sister to me that I could not be more proud of. Just the way that Jesus has moved in her life and the yieldedness she has towards the Lord and the compassion she has for people and the zeal she has for people. I just couldn't be more proud of this girl. So let's welcome up Fallon Hildebrand. Hi, sister. Oh, shoot. She prepared. She's like... Hello, everybody. Um, when Pastor Christie asked me to share, I was just really excited because what the Lord has done in me even recently, as we're talking about renewing our minds to the truth, it has just been an absolute testimony of his kindness. Like every verse you were sharing, I was like, yes, yeah, because he's so kind to us that he wants to see us succeed. He's willing to reveal those things to us. Um, so this morning, I was running a little bit late. So glad I made it here. But I was sitting in the car. So, you know, it's cold now, so we have to let our cars heat up a little bit in the morning. Mm. So I was doing those final touches in the mirror um, in the car. You did good. Thank you. Oh, I tried. Um, and my breath was fogging up the mirror, and I was getting so frustrated because I couldn't see myself as I was trying to, like, you know, fleek the lashes. Um, and it kind of made me realize like what I wanted to share with you today because I feel like the enemy can so easily come in and get us to believe these lies and it fogs up our perception of who we actually are. Yes. Um, so we don't get to actually see ourselves through like the mirror of who he's called us to be because the enemy will come in and fog it up with, with lies of, of who we think we are because we start to partner with those things. Um, and something I just wanted to share with you that the Lord's been doing in me is a, he revealed a lie to me that I didn't necessarily realize I had been believing all of my life. And he's so kind that he came in and just totally flipped it for yes. good. But um, so a couple weeks ago, I got to go to a women's retreat with my sister and my sweet mama. And I was laying in bed, just about to go to sleep, wasn't really thinking of anything. And all of a sudden, my spirit just started to like, bubble up with all of these things, like this whole, I guess you could say it was like a sermon in my spirit of all these things that were true about how the Lord has called us to a plan and a purpose, that he has a, a purpose for our lives, and that he's called us to something that we can carry out, because Come on. in the capacity, like in the calling is the capacity to carry it out, because he has given us everything we need, need to succeed because he's given us the Holy Spirit. That's right. So I started thinking about all these things, and I was like, wow, Lord, you're so right. Like, I know this, but I didn't, I knew it in my spirit, but I didn't know it in my head. And so as I began to, like, meditate on it and ask the Lord more about it, um, it allowed me to, to get the, the truth from my spirit to my head. And I feel like sometimes the longest journey can be from there to to hear. And uh, something else I realized uh, is that the truth and the lie, so the lie that we're believing, it cannot coexist with the truth. 
Like they can't both be in the same spot. And so I had to ask the Lord to reveal the lie to me. And as soon as I was able to recognize the lie, I was able to partner with the truth. And so I could get the truth to hear and start believing it. Come on. Um, and, so, <laughs> and so it sounds like a complicated process, but it's, it's really so simple. He's just been reminding me how simple it is that we get to address the lie, replace it with ask him what the truth is about what he says over the situation, replace it with the truth, and then we get to partner with that and walk it out. And it's so exciting that he, he's just so kind that he's willing to show us those things, and, and he's willing to partner with us to see it right. through. And so, yeah, I would like to share my declarations. Oh, yes. Okay, so let me give you a little example. Second years, can you raise your hand? Which second years do we have in here? Come on, second year, BSSM. So one of the things we did on Thursday was we began to address lies, which at first, and it started off like this. I was like, all right, guys, here's your little index card. I want you to address the lies, and you're going to make a declaration instead of what Jesus really says about you, of who you are. And we have this moment where it was like, because they know that in class, we do a lot of activation. It's not like, now just think about it. Have a blessed day. It's like, all right, we're going to do it. Now we're going to get free together, okay? And so one of the ladies said, what if these declarations are really vulnerable? And it was like, oh, we're doing this in victory together. Like, we're celebrating our freedom and stepping into who God's created us to be. And it was so sweet because the second they started making these declarations, we had it where the whole our class did the declaration with them. And then each of us were owning these for ourselves. So it was like people were bringing up the insecurity, but instead it was being combated with truth. And so it turned into this victorious moment for the group. And everyone's cheering each other on like, yeah, I take that declaration for myself. So she's going to lead us in a declaration. When we do this, we'll repeat it. So she'll say a portion and then we repeat it. When you say it, say it with umph like you believe it because your body will respond. It's yeah. true. If you say it like you believe it, your body's going to respond to it. Yeah. Before I share, I just thought of something. Uh, as we were talking about Steve and Wendy Backland, they're amazing. Um, they always say every area of your life that's not glistening with hope is an area where you're probably believing a lie. And that just... It churns through my mind every day now. It's just so, like, we partner with these lies almost without even realizing that we do. And so I would just encourage all of you to sit and, like, ask the Lord, what am I believing? Because yes. it's, it's something you don't even realize most of the time that you partner with, and then it becomes a reality in your mind that that's just normal. But we're not called to partner with that. Come so. on. And, yes. I would love to share these with you. So if you guys want to stand with me, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that's great. And yeah, I'm going to get vulnerable with you guys because I feel like we're called to live in authenticity with each other oh, yes. and the body of Christ and build each other up. So this is the first one. Um, I am capable to carry out my calling. I am capable to carry out my calling. I am pure and holy in Christ Jesus. I am pure and holy in Christ Jesus. I love myself and like myself. I love myself and like myself. 
And people love me and like me. And people love me and like me. I am cultivating generational blessings through my choices every day. I am cultivating generational blessings through my choices every day. I am a great decision maker. I am a great decision maker. My voice is powerful. My voice is powerful. I have victory over sin because I am an overcomer. I have victory over sin because I'm an overcomer. The way that I carry myself draws others to Jesus. The way I carry myself draws others to Jesus. My whole family is saved and set free. My whole family is saved and set free. Woo! Yes. All right, last one here. This one's good. This Don't one's miss good. This one. <laughs> we might have to do this one twice to yes. really get the gears going. I am not defined by other people's perceptions of me. I am not defined by other people's perceptions of me. Say it again. So good. <laughs> I am not, not defined, defined by other people's perceptions of me. Amen. So good. <laughs> Amen. Aren't you so proud of her? Oh, were you blessed? Were you deeply blessed by that? Good. You can sit down now. We're going to kick it into high gear here. You ready? Sister, that was beautiful. Thank you. Wasn't that amazing? All right, so I encourage you, practicality. What can you do? Boots on the ground training. Get a card, a little index card is what we had, or your notebook. And just when you're with the Lord, Lord, what area of my life is not glistening with hope? And then, okay, what am I believing then? What lie am I believing? What do you really say, Jesus? And then write out a declaration that way and then speak it out. You will feel so free. We talked about this things that seemed so heavy in our heads, especially as we did this. It was like, oh, that was not a big deal at all. That was a little lie I was believing. We were able to get so free. All right. So that's one testimony right there. And that is a huge thing because it's an everyday thing that we deal with. So I want to encourage you right now, if you've struggled with that, guess what? The Lord says, do it again. He wants you to be free, and he wants you to be glistening with hope. So this is a beautiful testimony of what the Lord's been doing, of how we can renew our minds and step into what Jesus really says about us. Romans 12, 1 through 2, says, So dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. What's his will for you? One more time. Wash yourself. His will for me, it's good, pleasing, and perfect. It might not feel like it right now, but your feelings, remember, they don't dictate truth. So if it doesn't feel good, pleasing, and perfect right now, ask him, Lord, what are you saying? Is there a different thing I need to be believing? And then we'll step into our true destiny, which is good, perfect, pleasing. 
All right. Jumping. Here we go. As Ryan knows, I had a lot of verses. So it's like, what one am I going to do right now? 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, Oh, you're fast, Hannah. Good job. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sins so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Yes. Did I have other verses after that? I don't think that I did for you, Hannah. Oh, I did. Please, please keep going for a moment for me, darling. Oh, different one. Okay, sorry. What it says is that God has been, he's given us the ministry of reconciliation. So he saved us. And then he gave us the ministry to reconcile people back to him. So we have been given the beautiful privilege to grab someone and say, hey, come back to God. Because that's what Jesus did for us, correct? He brought us back to the Father. And so we're going to share some testimonies here in just a moment of some of our VSSM students who are living this out and they, yesterday, we got to go and we have our outreach Saturdays, which are the second Saturdays of the month, third Saturdays of the month. And we went out and we got to love on people and so many beautiful things happen. So in just a moment, we're going to share about that. But one of the things that I really want to encourage us in really quickly is moving in the love of Jesus and his heart and compassion for people. And I think sometimes we overcomplicate our Christian walk in many ways. And the whole goal is to love people because he loved us first, right? So we get to love people. And sometimes we get caught in our heads so much. I mean, like I said about beliefs, but Heidi Baker, this, I was watching a message with her one time, and you know when you watch her messages, sometimes it's not even the words she says, but it's the love and the Holy Spirit that she carries that like pierces you in a way you just didn't know you could be pierced. And she started giving this example where she was praying for this man, and he was a powerful minister. He walked in all sorts of giftings, but as she was praying for him, <laughs> She said the Holy Spirit just came over, for, came over her, and she, all she remembers was going, too big, too small. Too big, too small. Too big, too small. She said this went on for like 20 minutes. Too big, too small. Too big, too small. And I remember watching this, and I just started crying because I feel like it's so easy for us to slip into too big, too small. And I just begin to repent, Jesus, baptize me, fill me with compassion, fill me with love. I don't want to be too big, too small. Break my heart for what breaks yours. Fill me with love, Jesus. Fill me with love, Jesus. Fill me with compassion for people. And that's what we want to be known for, those who love well. That when we see people, our hearts are moved with compassion and love for the lost. 1 John, John chapter 4, verse 7. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. 
But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we love, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. How beautiful is that? If we love, we live in God, and if we love, his love is brought to full expression in us. And so Heidi Baker, another thing she says, it's a very popular phrase, is love looks like something. And so I just encourage us as the body of Christ, as the church, what does love look like? How do we practically live this out? Because we, we can talk about this all the time, but when we begin to practically say, okay, I want to love people well, one of the things is look at someone, make eye contact with them, and say, hi. You know, when you're walking down the street, and a lot of the times we're just like, you know, a practical thing. Look at people. Hi. How are you doing? Have a wonderful day. It's a lot more simple than we make it out to be. Love people. Show people value. Open up doors for people. Show people honor, respect. Okay, VSSM students that were out on outreach yesterday, that went out yesterday, please come up here. <laughs> oh, it's such a beautiful picture. We had all of these people going and loving on the streets of Caldwell and part of Nampa yesterday as a part of our evangelism. It was wild. Beautiful things happen when we love. When we decide, okay, he's loved me. I'm going to give his love away now. Freely received, freely give. So we're going to have some testimonies shared. We're going to do this short, brief, powerful. Just a few of them for you. But yes, thank you. Come on, there's even more of them. There was more, too, that went out. So... Jenna, do you mind coming up here first? Where are you at, Jenna? Come by me. Okay, just to talk practically about loving people well. Sometimes we take evangelism and we only hear this wild testimony of like, I was in Walmart and then the entire store got saved <laughs> because I had a word of knowledge and I said it over the megaphone and everyone came to the front. So we're like, wow. I don't know if I can actually walk out the go of the gospel. A practical way of what it looked like. We were driving. I'm going to say the lady that you helped on the side of the road. So go ahead. You can just share part of your desire. Even like in the car, you were saying, I have a burden for these people. Yeah. yeah. So we had left Home Depot where we went and did our outreach. And as we left, we were just talking about how some of us just have such a compassion for people that you might see on the side of the road. Um, and it just, it weighs heavy on your heart. And you want to help them. You might not feel like you're safe. Like if I was driving by myself, I might not want to let some guy in my car and say, hey, where do you need to go? Um, but we were just talking about that and just how sweet it is to, to have that compassion for people. And literally, as we're driving down the road, 
there's this lady stuck in the dirt. She's in an electric chair, like electric wheelchair, and she's stuck, and she's just spinning her wheels. And we're just like, God, you're so sweet, and you're so fun. Like, we were just talking about that. And, and so um, these two boys were working on her yard, and they run up, and they're trying to push her, and they can't get her out. And so we all look at each other, and Colton and I jump out. And we're like, we're going to go help her. So we run across the street. We go running across this intersection. <laughs> Straight intersection. These cars are looking at us like, oh, no. So we go, and we pull her out, and she was just so kind. And she was like, thank you guys so much. You're so sweet. And we were running back, and I was like, I turned around, and I was like, you know what? Jesus loves you. And she was like, he loves you too. And the two boys were like, he loves us too. And it was just so fun. <laughs> it was just so fun. So it was just a sweet, like, showing of how fun God is and how imaginative he can be. So, yeah, it was awesome. It was beautiful. It was so sweet. And it's a practical thing. Exactly. Love does. We said, I have a burden for this. Literally, the lady pops up there and we're like, you must jump out of the car and help her. Let's go. It was beautiful. All right. Lorianne, is Cindy here too? You're here. Okay. Lorianne and Pastor Matthew, they were in a group to get, they were one of the outreach groups, but do you want to share about your guys' yard sailing adventures? When you're well, yard sailing, you can love on people. Yeah, I mean, I never, I never thought of the idea of yard sailing, but Lorianne and Cindy love it, and it was just so fun because you have a captive audience. They want to sell you things, and so wherever we go, they're like talking with you, and, and Lorianne, just share about, you loved on so many people. It was so fun to watch, but. Okay, so yeah, it was fun. Um, the first people we met were 90 and 91, and they already knew Jesus, but we got to talk and pray with them for their children. Uh, the next one was a new, uh, newly married woman. She had gotten married in July, and um, I asked her if she knew Jesus, and she knew Jesus too, but we still prayed for her, and Matthew and I both noticed her getting blessed by that prayer we did at a yard sale but actually I think you know everyone we met that day was was uh they already knew Jesus but I think what was exciting for me was that I got up early to go specifically intentionally to uh evangelize and that's the first time I've ever done that specifically Exactly. Right. I've evangelized but never got up early and specifically intentionally did it, and that was, that was special for me. So good. I love it. So they literally got to bless this. When they were telling the story before, it was this girl who, you know, loves Jesus. They got to bless her in her marriage, and she was like, oh, thank you. So that's we're going to share a few different kind of testimonies because, like I said, loving people looks different. It's going to look different every time, but it's all for his glory and his goodness. And to show you that we individually, each of us, can love people well and show the love of Jesus. So Jason and Charlene, Jason, can you share what your group was able to do? Charlene, or can you come up by it too? Yes. We'll just have representation of some of the people who right. were there. Okay. Um, yesterday was awesome because... We're in this class. I'm drawn, drawn near to God and asking him to show, show me your compassion more. So I woke up with a dream to, about Miss Lori Dominguez, who is our kindergarten teacher at VCA. And she was on my heart, and then we had this outreach. So my heart was 
let's go to West Valley Medical Center. And the whole group said yes. And my wife, who's awesome, gave me some messages for her from the school. They had prepared cards and this beautiful big card. It was like, I was told we could drop them off there and then she'd get them. So we went there with the heart to love her. But what was awesome when we got there was we walked up to the closed entry and it was almost like this angel lady came behind us and she said, do you guys want to go in there? You know, I've got a key. She swipes the badge, the doors open. She's like, who are you here to see? She walks us through every locked door and they opened in front of us so beautifully all the way to Miss Lori. And then uh, there was a concern that we didn't want to take up her two visitors for the day because her daughter and uh, love you and her dad uh, wanted to come visit too. So we didn't want to like step on that and honor them. But the nursing staff said, no, this won't count toward that. So I trust that you guys still got to see her. <laughs> but, um, so we were able to hand deliver these beautiful love messages from many of you that, from the school here that got to show her love. And she, it just melted her heart to be there with her. And then if you want to share about what we got to do to bless her after that, is that right? Short, brief, powerful, very... I was just so thankful to that God would just use me in that way and we I just was able to just love her just she she had missed out on being able to to get a massage and um and she just had so much tension just so much on her and I was just so blessed to be able to just do something so simple that blessed her and just speak love to her and just um, encourage her in that place that she was in it just really touched my heart yes that's what we're saying the practicalities of so if you don't know our precious miss Lori, she's one of our sunday school teachers but she is our kindergarten teacher for our school she is our beloved miss Lori, and she's been in the hospital she had a lot of really not fun things happen so we've been praying for her and the lord literally opened up the doors every door to be able to minister to her there so filling her heart with letters from her precious kids that she adores, but then even physical needs. They were just able to meet with her and love her and serve her that way. So beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. All right, Hector and Travis, can you please come and share? Let's hear what did the Lord yeah. do? Amen. So um, our time we spent, uh, I want to tell you, our group was Kiki and Rachel and me and Hector. So you, just so you know the kind of people that were down there at Indian Creek. So we were having, we were just having so much fun. And Hector saw a cop drive by and he kind of said, hey, maybe we should pray for that cop. And, you know, at first we would go, you know, we kind of were joking and we were like, you know, we don't want to disrupt him. We don't want to stop traffic and everything. And then we're like, but it's on, it's on Hector's heart. You know, God put it on his heart for a reason. So we started walking towards where the cop was driving. And then the cop kind of pulled into a parking lot. And we thought, oh, man, he's probably gone. But we just kept walking. And he actually turned around. And we met him at the crosswalk. And Hector, we kind of waved him down. And we got to, he rolled his window down. And and we were just saying, uh, Hector was telling him, like, we're here to just to love people and share Jesus, and can we pray for you? 
And the cop was just so receptive. So we laid hands on his vehicle. Hector got to give his testimony to the, to the police officer and the law enforcement. We were just trying to honor him and thank him for the work he was doing. And um, at one point, we were blocking somebody else. So I kind of looked to kind of wave him on. And the police officer just ha had had his head bowed and his eyes closed praying with us. And, and it was so powerful what Hector shared with him. So we wanted yes. to. Yes. Yeah. So um, I'm an, I'm an ex-gang member, ex-drug dealer. And uh, I just told him, I was like, I used to terrorize these streets. And I just want to pass a blessing on to you. And he allowed us to. He, he, he trusted us enough to pray for him. And we just believe that's the beginning of, yes. of inviting Jesus into the law enforcement yes, and, and uh, seeing people in a new way through yes. Jesus. Oh, so beautiful. We had another group that got to pray for some of our fire, uh, firemen as well. And then I'm going to share our last testimony. Linda, will you please share what your guys' group was able to do? Yeah, um, we had four of us, and we decided we were going to go to Ross Dress for Less and look for treasures. So um, we split up into pairs and, and started looking and, and wanting to just, of course, pray. And uh, so uh, my partner was Crystal right here. And um, the last gal that we encountered, she looked like she was in her early 20s, and uh, she looked kind of shy. But we just started chatting with her. Hey, is there anything that you would like us to pray with you about? And she says, well, yeah. She says, I'm, I'm studying for this certain thing, and I just need some help. And then she revealed something interesting. She said, uh, I just moved out of my home. It was toxic there. And I'm moving in with my boyfriend, and I'm 11 weeks pregnant. So I said, oh, gosh. I said, well, have you decided what you want to do with your baby? She goes, yeah, I'm going to keep the baby. I said, way to go. Come on. You chose life. That's right. That is so wonderful. And so then I just was asking her a little bit about her home environment. I mean, not her home, but her spirituality. And she had a grandma that kind of encouraged her. But she, you could see that she really didn't have Jesus. So I shared with her a little bit of my testimony kind of to relate to, obviously, some brokenness that she's walked through and just my journey to Christ, right? And then I said, you know, um, there's only two ways to get to heaven. I said, one is to be perfect. I said, you probably haven't robbed a bank or murdered anybody, but have you ever lied? Have you ever said unkind things? She goes, yeah. I said, well, see, none of us are perfect. We don't qualify. But Jesus said in the Bible, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father or to heaven but by me. So I said, you know, would you like to receive Jesus? She says, yes. So I just let her in a simple prayer, and, and we, you know, Chris invited Jesus to come in, Lord and Savior. And I said, oh, way to go. I said that you are empty and dead in here, but now you have the Holy Spirit. There's life. Congratulations. That's so awesome. And so, um, you know, I just, um, I said, um, I gave her. Do you know we have valley cards? I, where do these I didn't even know we Front had office. these. We got okay. you. Okay, so I invited her to Valley. It has our address and our phone number and our service times. Wow, what an awesome thing to carry. Then I gave her, we had a gospel tract that explained more about what we had just done and a simple booklet of the Gospel of John. And then I prayed for her. And I prayed that the Lord would just bless her baby, 
that she would, you know, bless her studies and just, you know, just declared some blessings over her, and, and Crystal did too. And then finally, um, I said, would it be okay if I hugged you? And she goes, yeah. So we both got to hug her. I love it. So Thank wonderful. you, Jesus. There were so many other testimonies. Like I said, there are multiple groups that were out. So if you would like to hear more testimonies, talk to these incredible people here. Talk to them, ask from them. This is what we have to share for now. It'll just stir a little hunger in you. But I want us to celebrate what Jesus is doing. Jared, wherever you are, you can come up here. He is doing so many beautiful things. Bless you, I can see you. Um, the Lord is doing so many wonderful things. He's for us, he loves us, and he chooses us to be his hands and feet. And so as we hear this, there was a wide variety in the testimonies, correct? Do you feel encouraged like you can do this? Like you can go and love on someone. Like you can help someone who's stuck on the side of the road. You can go and you can lead someone to Jesus at Ross. You can go and pray for a police officer. It's, it's very practical things, but it's us choosing to step over the chicken line and to love well. And we want to be known by our love. We do so deeply. Um, Mark... Matthew, Mark, Luke. Let's see if I can find it here. In Mark 12, I don't think I gave you this one, sweet Hannah. Mark 12:30. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. The second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. So we are called to love our neighbor, love people well. Love looks like something. And so our prayer is we don't wanna to be too big and too small. We wanna have hearts full of love and compassion. Ones where we go to the coffee shop and our barista, we say hi, we thank them and we tip them. You tip them, us baristas, ex-baristas, we know you tip well. <laughs> You know, practical things like this, it's important. We're the ones who are representing Jesus. His love is brought to full expression in us. So we want to represent him well. At a restaurant, honor the people, tip them, thank them, look people in the eyes, treat people with value. So go ahead, stand up. Matthew 9. Matthew 9, 36. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who's in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his field. The harvest is ripe. This is what happened in an hour. We were literally out in an hour. And like I said, this is a small fraction so when we say yes to loving people well and getting over our fears, what could happen to Caldwell in a day if our whole church went out for an hour? I mean, this is a small portion. Look at what the Lord can do. Last verse for you, John 4. John 4, verse 34. Then Jesus said, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. You know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. But I say, wake up, 
And look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. And the, harvested, the harvesters are paid good wages. And the fruit they harvest is people being brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike. You know the saying, one plants and another harvest. And it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already gone and done the work. And now you will get to gather the harvest. Woo! <laughs> so Jesus, thank you that we get to go and we get to reap a harvest for areas where we didn't even plant. Lord, even prayers that we hadn't prayed yet, that we get to be the ones from generations past that were praying for our city, that were praying for our families, and now we get to be the ones who bring in the harvest. And so, Lord, we say yes to being your hands and feet. We say yes to loving people well. We say yes to walking in action and not passivity, Jesus. We say yes to being encouragers. We say yes to honoring well, Jesus. And we thank you that the harvest is indeed ripe. It is ripe, Jesus. So I pray right now, put your hands on your heart. Lord, I pray that you would fill us and baptize us with compassion. Lord, right now that our church, that we would be known as those who love and love well, you would baptize us, fill us with compassion, fill us with compassion, that we would move from compassion to action, Jesus, that our compassion would move us to action, Jesus. So we thank you for all that you're doing. We thank you that the best is yet to come. And we say yes. We say yes, Jesus. Bring in the lost. Bring in the lost. Everyone has a seat at the table. Thank you for redeeming, renewing, making all things new, Jesus. So we thank you right now for all that you're doing and all that you have planned for us, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask for our prayer team to come up here.